Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with our guest, Michael Maybe. His latest book is called The Civil Defense Book, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Michael, is the power grid like a domino effect where if one falls, they all fall? Yeah, it can. That is called a cascading outage. An example of that is the Great Northeast Blackout of 2003, where um, it began with, a, uh, with untrimmed foliage in Ohio contacting a transmission line, and then through a series of human error, computer error, machine error, the blackout cascaded across the entire uh, northeast United States and part of Canada, and we ended up with 55 million people out of power, 45 million in the United States and 10 million in Canada. So that's an example of a cascading blackout. Um, and, you know, within the electric grid, there are basically three kind of um, sections of the electric grid in the United States. Uh, you've got the eastern interconnection, uh, you know, which is, you know, the northeast and some of the central states. And you've got the western interconnection, you know, which is, you know, the Pacific states and Pacific northwest states. And then you've got Texas, which has its own interconnection. So um, you can have a cascading failure uh, you know, that uh, starts from a particular point that affects other portions of the electric grid. And we really take electricity for granted until we lose it, don't we? Yeah, we do. And, you know, when you really think about it, and I, I've given this a lot of thought over the last decade, I mean, how did we become so vulnerable? And when you think about it, in 1850, there were 23 million people in the United States. And most people had to work hard to survive the winter. I mean, you had to chop wood if you were going to stay warm. You had to, you know, preserve food, you know, to last you through the winter. Um, we had kind of the skills and the abilities, and we were largely kind of an agricultural society to enable us to do that. But one thing that the advent of the electric grid has done is taken survival off the table for most people. So we don't have to worry about surviving the winter anymore. We don't have to worry about starving to death if we don't preserve food. We just run out to the grocery store and, and get stuff. So we've become very, very complacent. The electric grid literally is our life support system. And if somebody or Mother Nature pulls the plug on the electric grid, all of the critical infrastructures fail. So food stops, water stops communication stops, our medical system breaks down, our transportation system breaks down, there's no more fuel to the gas station. So even if you have a generator, um, you know, after a certain amount of time, you're not going to be able to have uh, fuel. Uh, our grocery stores generally only have enough food in stock for a day or two. It's called just-in-time supply chain. And so as we've all recently seen in the grocery stores, you know, we see uh, some things that, that we just haven't been able to get with kind of the current supply chain difficulties. But, you know, in a long-term power outage or even, you know, as we saw in the Texas outage, the grocery store shelves can become empty very oh, quickly. instantly, instantly. Yeah. The, and, uh, the and local, local weathercasters will talk about snow and the stores are empty 10 minutes after that the weathercast. Yeah, we are not prepared in the United States. I mean... And, and if that happens, that tells you people aren't prepared. So they hear that, you know, a storm is coming, 
and everybody runs out to the store and we wipe out the bread aisle and the milk aisle and the bottled water aisle. So obviously, you know, we're not prepared if we find ourselves having to do that, you know, when a storm is coming. Now, you know, the storms we get warnings about. You know, we know that a hurricane is coming. But something like a cyber attack, we won't know it's coming. It, you know, or, you know, several of the other threats that we're going to be talking about, we won't know they're coming. They'll just suddenly happen, and basically whatever we have is what we have, both as families and as communities. Now, we've Um, talked about several types of events that could happen. I want to talk about some others that you bring up. But we've talked about the uh, geomagnetic disturbances, solar flares from the sun. And in 1859, the Carrington event was a huge solar flare, which hit the planet directly and and knocked out the electrical system we had in 1859. And that was the telegraph system. It fried it, didn't it? Yes, it did. It, um, it, the, the charge was so powerful from the 1859 storm that it transmitted itself along the telegraph lines, shocked the operators, and burned up some of their equipment. Now, that's, you know, if you've ever looked at old telegraph equipment in a museum, this is really, really hardy, sturdy equipment. And today our electric grid is, you know, uh, comprised of a lot of electronic components like SCADA systems and inverters and sensitive things. And it's also uh, comprised of these large transformers, which are the backbone of the electric grid. And these transformers um, are uh, mostly manufactured overseas. We do not manufacture too many of these in the United States anymore. And the average lead time to replace a transformer in normal times is between a year to 18 months. So you can just imagine a large solar flare or electromagnetic pulse frying enough of these transformers and all of a sudden your lights go out, not for days, not for weeks, but we're talking about months and possibly years. And, you know, uh, the United States cannot survive something like that. We don't have enough transformers to replace them either. No, we don't. And the transformers, a lot of these large transformers are site-specific. So it's not like you can just, you know, have 10 transformers and then just plug it in to replace one. And aren't they, of, aren't they made in China too, Michael? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, that's one of the places, and that's actually uh, the latest complaint that I filed with the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, is um, we have been importing transformers from China and installing them on the U.S. electric grid which China is already hacking. It's not just transformers. It's also, you know, inverters and other electronics. But the transformers is what I've, I've been focused on because I've actually been able to get data on that. And as it turns out, in the last decade, we have, uh, trans- we have um, imported um, over 300 large transformers from China and installed them into the electric grid, which Congress has said since 2003 the Chinese are hacking already. So I don't know. Well, they could have planted. They could have planted some kind of software system in those transformers. Right, and even if they didn't, so let's say all these transformers are legit. Um, you know that could very well be too. But guess what? There's no requirement that anybody check any of this equipment. So we we take it off the boat from China. 
we roll it out to the site and we plug it into the electric grid and there's no requirement that anybody check this Chinese equipment for um, any type of vulnerabilities. And so, um, and, and, you know, when I first found this, I, you know, I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I'm like, you know, I mean, is, this is crazy. You know, we know China is hacking the U.S. electric grid and U.S. federal agencies, and they've been doing it for years, and yet we're buying equipment and installing it in the grid from China. And, in fact, in my complaint to FERC, I pointed out that the Chinese actually have a company in the U.S. marketing this stuff to all the electric utilities. And, um, you know, it appears uh, to me that, you know, the Chinese are underbidding a lot of the other suppliers. So we used to buy a lot of our transformers from South Korea, from Germany, from Mm -hmm. Switzerland, um, you know, countries that you would, you know, more kind of classify as allies. Do we not make them here? We do make some now, but uh, the, the vast majority of the transformers we import. We don't make enough in the United States for what we need. And that's one big problem, um, you know, that the, the choices that the electric utilities have are generally not U.S. companies. They're, you know, foreign companies. But, you know, the, where this really becomes a problem is that there is no requirement that uh, these 3,000 companies in the electric grid, uh, the cybersecurity requirements are non-existent. So for most of the electric grid, there is no cybersecurity requirement whatsoever. God, that's crazy. And Russia would hack us too, wouldn't they? Yeah, Russia, China. Iran and North North Korea Korea are the state actors we know about. And then you've also got criminals. So I thought, um, you know, maybe we should talk a little bit about cyber attacks, because I think a lot of times when people hear cyber attacks, they think about, um, you know, the big box store got hacked and they got people's credit card information. Or, you know, we've all kind of heard of these ransomware attacks where they lock up computers, you know, through a cyber attack and then, you know, they, they, you know, want you to pay them Bitcoin to, you know, free up your computer. It's sort of, you know, a, uh, um, you know, it's ransom. You know, that's exactly what it is. But there are other types of cyber attacks that are very, very concerning that people might not know as much about. And so a couple examples. One of them is um, a uh, cyber attack known as Stuxnet, which took place in around 2010. And it's largely believed to have been uh, perpetrated by the United States and Israel, and it was a cyber attack against Iran's nuclear program. And this um, cyber and it, attack, it worked, didn't it? it? It did work. It actually, so remember, this is 2010. This is over a decade ago. And this cyber attack caused the Iranian centrifuges to destroy themselves in the uh, nuclear program. So you can have a cyber attack that destroys equipment. Um, another cyber attack that people might not be aware of, although um, Ukraine is in the news a bit lately, um, it, the, um, the Russians are believed to have blacked out the Ukraine power grid in 2015 and 2016 through a cyber attack. You know, we're convinced it was Russia. You know, they're obviously never going to admit it. But what they did is they planted malware um, which is, you know, bad computer uh, programs or computer viruses. They planted malware on the Ukraine grid, and then they were able to switch it off. Well, um, what could that happen in the United States? 
there is presently no requirement whatsoever that malware on the U.S. electric grid be detected, mitigated, or removed. There is no requirement that that be done. So, out, you know, the 3,000 companies in the electric grid, I believe some of them are, you know, doing the best they can and trying to do the right thing, but they're just doing that uh, because they want to, not because there's any requirement, and there is no requirement. So now the problem becomes if, um, you know, we got 3,000 barn doors and we're not guarding all of the barn doors, you can get a cyber attack in fairly easily. So the U.S. electric grid is a big, juicy target for uh, coordinated cyber attacks by state actors or by criminals. I'm, I'm much more concerned about the, the state actors. Um, but, you know, we, we know from open sources that the Russians and the Chinese have been residing comfortably in our electric grid for years. Have we been in theirs? Um, well, uh, I, <laughs> I don't have access to the classified data. I'm quite sure we probably do. The United States has cyber warfare capabilities, um, but, you know, those generally, you know, are not publicly known. But, you know, it's been hinted at from time to time about um, us taking retaliatory cyber action. Um, you know, good example is <clears throat> after the uh, Colonial Pipeline hack, um, you know, last year, which was, uh, you know, big gas pipeline company that was hacked allegedly by criminals out of Russia, you know, although uh, some of us suspect that the Russian government uh, either knew about it or was complicit in it. Um, you know, the U.S. Justice Department actually was able to take, you know, some, you know, pretty amazing actions fairly quickly. So the United States does have cyber warfare capabilities. I don't know exactly what they are. Um, and, you know, what I have kind of focused on is, well, how can we make the U.S. electric grid less vulnerable to cyber attacks? You know, one, and especially when we're in an environment where these companies in the electric grid are actually importing equipment in from China. So in addition to these large transformers, I found that we have imported millions of smart meters from China and hundreds of millions of inverters. And they've put these smart meters on all our houses. Yeah, they, they, they can. And um, if, you know, if you hacked into enough smart meters, you could cause a disturbance in the electric grid. And, you know, the electric grid is very, very delicately balanced. As I said, it's, a, it's an amazing achievement. It's an engineering marvel. But you've got to remember that electricity has to be used the instant it's generated. So, you know, the nuclear plant or the coal plant or the gas plant or the wind farm or whatever generates electricity, and that electricity has to be instantly used. We don't yet have large storage capabilities. So you, this, this system has to constantly be in balance, and if it goes out of balance, then you can end up with cascading blackouts. So if you hacked into smart meters and caused a disturbance in the grid, you could cause a blackout that way. So from either end, you can either cause it by um, attacking, you know, the generation or the transmission, or you can attack it at the other end, you know, the smart meters on the house. So we've imported all of this equipment from a country that's already hacking us, that our government has said for, you know, uh, since at least 2003, is hacking us, and, and yet, for some reason, 
we're installing equipment from that same country on our electric grid. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.